Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast. I have today one of my favorite people, favorite guests. I wish I could marry him, but he has a uh, <laughs> social distancing <laughs> guideline on me. <laughs> Noam Rauscher, everybody, the divorce rabbi. Welcome. The divorced rabbi. What? <laughs> Got to be something I have to trademark now. The divorced rabbi. I do this think like- you should. Well, no, it's a, it just essentially embodies all the familial shame and guilt you carry around with them as a Jew, right? And the, the ultimate fear now is that my parents are going to introduce me to their friends that they make now. This is my son, Noam, the divorced rabbi. I think it's hot. <laughs> I do. And my friend Gina, I just did another episode with, she was saying, she goes, that guy's hot and he seems really sweet. So anyway. So, wait, wait, your friend Gino said that about me? Oh, her my friend, her actual name is Gina. She's an Italian from Long Island. She's funny. She's a writer. She's like, oh, he's hot. And let me tell you, I, I'm introducing nice my friend. friend Lori in LA, who I was totally like, they're going to hit it off. And I'm going to cry because no one lives in West on the West Coast. <laughs> and there's a spiritual fire that probably I only feel. Anyway. All right. So wait, I just want to say there's a couple of things. We're, we're kind of on a time limit today uh, for on my end as a, as a mommy duties call. But I think that we'll keep having no one back because we still want to do a, an episode with the cousins. Nice. The reoccurring character. I like you it. are. The I feel like you rabbi. You're definitely in some. Well, you are a good person. You're funny. And like you have. This is true. You've hit on. What the fuck? OK. OK. Easy, man. OK. So I'm punchy, man. It's early. I Come know, on. It's early on the West Coast. It's eight. It's eight o'clock. I appreciate you for sh- shifting the time. So I want to. I want to go d- deep into the last episode we did, which was really great. We talked. It was a long episode. We talked about um, specifically not allowing people into your headspace rent free, right? We talked about some of my dating mishaps and how I fixate on not letting go. And I want to ask you something about interfaith relationships. Um, and maybe you can help me get underneath it. But I told you I met a new guy who was Jewish that I I texted you right away at my I just show. Wanna say, I just want to say you made our meeting time 30 minutes earlier, two hours before it was supposed to occur with a three hour time difference. And you want to ask me about a major topic of interfaith relationships. By the way, I look like shit. Great. I don't feel that great either. I'm just saying. You look you have hot. Wonderful I timing, you, look- Trina. you have wonderful timing. No, you actually look like you showered and everything. And like you do, you look really good. Is this what you look like in the morning? I mean, maybe I should pass this off as my regular look all the time. I mean, if we woke up together, this is what we would look like in bed together. Hey, man. <laughs> Not such a bad look. As long as you don't call me Gina and you say Michelle. <laughs> well, if I call you Gina, it's just because I'm expecting a different persona. Well, I think you're going to get ready to hear the Gina persona that came out on Friday. So, Let's hear it. so when I when I first met this guy, he came to my show because I I think he saw my podcast because of I had tagged you know Jewish singles, divorced uh, rabbi, I tagged a lot of that, and then I was like praying to the gods, like let me meet a sweet, kind Jewish guy. And this big, tall, dark, handsome guy walked in and he was like, "Yeah, listen to your podcast." I'm like, "Are you Jewish?" And he's like, "Yes." I was like, "Oh my god!" So I freaked yeah. out. And then we kept talking. And then, like, I brought up right away that he to you, I was like, he keeps having these issues with the interfaith stuff and he keeps bringing it up, like, before we even started dating. Yeah. And, and you're, 
you said something to me at the LA show, which I can't remember exactly, but like we weren't at that point talking because we hung out once. And then right before my birthday, he laid in all this like concern he had about us getting together again. And he also wanted to give me a gift for my birthday. And I was like, this is the most odd way to say you want to celebrate my birthday with me slash not want to. So I, kept expressing to you how I was like, why is this such a big deal? Why can't he see past the religious beliefs for at least the beginning? Right. And, right. And where you don't even know where things are going and you're just getting to know one another. And yeah. And he felt like it would not be good in the long term. But mm -hmm. then I was like, but so many other issues can come up besides religion. Mm -hmm. So I felt and you told me you're like, yeah, I know it makes you feel very less than right. And I was like, thank you for acknowledging that because mm -hmm. he felt like he wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so what's essentially the question? So the question is... Is he doing that or is he not doing that? Well, or? he already is. Like, we've now gotten past that. And now I'm, like, laid into him a couple of times. Like, he felt like... um he felt like I finally got to a little bit of to understand the two soul things. Like I wasn't understanding what he was talking about, like two souls and who are not of different, the same of different religions. How can they really be one? And I was mm -hmm. like, I just want to go out. With okay. You. So what's your question, Trina? So my with question, our brief time, what's our question? So, Gina? so my question is, um, do you ever get that from anybody that comes to you? Like they're struggling or is it all bullshit? Like, do you think uh, what he's saying is bullshit or is it like he really is struggling with it? About the interfaith stuff? Yeah, because like if you really and like how he thinks someone, it would impact things down the road. Yeah, like wouldn't if you really like someone, wouldn't you just put it past yourself and just say, hey, I OK, don't so that, so your question is, does religion really matter that much in dating? It yeah. sounds like. Right? right. And I think, look, for everyone, it's different um, to think, though, that religion is a non-negotiable like. um anything else right is ridiculous right everything's negotiable in relationships if you think the relationship is really worth it um, yeah. particularly if you think the person is really worth it so um i can understand his initial concern right i mean that's just kind of the way it is between faith communities is that we try to stick to our own uh but you know marrying outside of that is inevitable anyway and beautiful families and relationships come from that circumstance too uh, and, you know, faith-based communities have taken a long time to come around to see those families as beautiful and the advantage they present to the community and the benefit as well in terms of bringing more people in and offering greater perspectives on what we have. Um, but people can still be really sensitive about that, and they don't want to waste your time or their own time in dating if they think that religion is going to be something that's really important, like the most yeah. important thing. And when you have young kids, it has a tendency of being that. Give you some good things to think about. But if you don't take it that seriously, then it's not going to be a central force. But to think that, like, um, it's the most important thing that matters in your relationship or the first guiding principle, I think, is misguided in some way. Right? I think there are other things, particularly in the early stages of a relationship, right? When you're really getting to know someone, um, everything's negotiable. Right. Because you need to be open to those things. You need to find out what's really important. Uh, and in many ways, religion can make you feel like other like anything else can. Right. Yeah, I remember I'm getting enough. I'm not skinny enough. I remember dating during the quarantine and not having a job because I lost it during the pandemic. Right. As a result of the recession. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was an executive director of a small nonprofit and it just didn't work out because the money dried up in a recession like normal, uh, you know, and so, so did the job. Um, but I went out and I dated anyway. And there were plenty of women who didn't want to date me because I didn't have a job because it was a non-negotiable to them that like the guy have a job. And it's not as if I was lazy, right. Or didn't want to get a job, right. Or for some reason couldn't get a job. Like this was lar much larger circumstances that we were all experiencing. Yeah. Where were you? So I think you I appreciate that. So I think, look, I, I, I think your point is like, yeah, like um, you can feel other as a result of it. And that sucks. Right. From another person's perspective, there's a real important priority there, whether it be job or religion or anything else. Um, but at the same time, to think that like they're non-negotiable from the get go, I think is close minded. And particularly in the, when you're first meeting someone, you want to go in as open minded as possible because you want to learn about who this person is and really get to the things that matter more so than anything else. A hundred percent. And so when I was with you, I appreciate that because that's I actually told him that the other day I was like, he explained it to me. And I was like, that's very close minded. And me having the little temper that I do, I started getting like, that's fucking ridiculous. And he was like, Michelle, he's very calm. And he's like, well, Michelle, I don't want you to get more angry and more pissed off. So it's probably best that we don't talk and i'm like well you're gonna fucking listen to me because i said that first you're like in full-on jersey mode i'm in full-blown i'm gonna throw something down a fucking sewer yeah it sounds like it i saw i stupidly when we finally when i was in la and i messaged him because his friend came to the show who was very sweet he sent his friend to the show which everybody was like he's spying on you and i was like oh my god that's so sweet and everybody else was like no it's not <laughs> but he wasn't he just sent his friend who, who friend to the show right and then when I messaged him a picture of me and his friend, we started talking again. And I said, what well, everyone's like, just tell him, like, we should just put the religion stuff on hold. And we hung out. He bought me these slippers for my birthday, this shirt. He bought the nice, the nice Shabbat dinner. Not really. I'm just saying it's Shabbat because it was on Friday night. But, like, then we were in bed. Go ahead. Call it Shabbat. Then we were, like, like cuddling massage. And I was like, yeah, I know. Some heavy petting. So... I was not touching anything. Wait, were your arms cuddling or were your lips cuddling? <laughs> I was. Was not there genitalia cuddling? He was doing the massage and the kissing, and we were on second base mode because I started to think I was like, "Uh oh." Wait, wait a second. You're saying he was doing the massage and the cuddling, and we were on second base mode. But where do you like? I'm picturing you're like a pickle, and he's like got his arms around you. It was be. It was very PG, but not like it was very hot. And it was, I was like getting super. So what you're saying is like, it's like middle school, right? Like, but, but it was like, I probably could have finished if he got and like, even without being touched. I mean, like it was such good foreplay, but then like, I was like scared. I was like, oh my God, I started to go backwards and think, oh my God, he just wants to fuck me. And then. <laughs> and. <laughs> Because I was, but I said to him, like, no, 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 I, I, I just, you know, we can't, he's like, no, I would never cross that boundary with you. But meanwhile, I was like, well, I feel like you would. <laughs> and like, that's when I started getting nervous that maybe this was all just a, a thing for him to see. Well, maybe we'll just enjoy the moment. And if we have sex, we have sex. But then when the next day came along, we did it. We just kind of did the PG stuff. The next day came along because I said, you have to be dating me to go any further. And he's like, okay, I guess I have a lot to think about. Oh, fuck. 
So I so the next day he was like contemplating it all again. I wait, said, wait, you're saying that out of like surprise because like that's all you needed to say was that in order to get him motivated or what? Uh, it didn't motivate him. It, it just kept him still like, I guess I can't. So that's where it's at right now. It's I guess I can't. No, wait. So like it was there and I said, don't contact. I said, let's not talk anymore. And then he said, OK, Alexa, stop. Go brush your teeth, Grace. So I said, so then I, I stuck to my boundary, trying to be a good person to stick to trying to stick to my boundaries. And then what happened was I released a podcast episode and I think that it he wanted he contacted me and then I got excited because I thought he was missing me, which he says it was about that. But then he wanted to talk to me about something he saw on social media and mm. then um, because he was like, I live a very pri he lives a very private life and doesn't want his shit exposed, which mm -hmm. is another issue because I do stand up comedy about the men I date or lack of yeah. dating. So uh, I, I'm coming trying, <laughs> to <come laughs> trying to come from a place of good. So after that, I, when he reached <laughs> out, I was like, so does this mean we're going to is he's regretting it? So yeah. then Thanksgiving happened and I stupidly the next day after Thanksgiving before I left for Chicago messaged him and then so this whole week, it's pretty much been like he messaged me Saturday and then the other two days was May. And I was like, see, I went down the rabbit hole and mm -hmm. I'm mad at myself because now I went down the rabbit hole. And when I talked to him the other day, we were going to we were I brought up. Why don't we just get together since we're talking about this anyway? Mm -hmm. He's like, let me think about it. If you have to think about seeing me, that's the fucking problem. And he keeps saying, but I think long term, it's going to be worse, though. I don't know. And then when he contacted me Friday and asked me, instead of just saying, hey, do you want to go out for lunch on Sunday? He stated, I'm still thinking about it. What are your thoughts? And I lost it. I was like, if you Wait, and you texted hit, him when for the, the date you're supposed to do this on Friday? Friday, he texted me after we talked on Thursday night about possibly because I brought up seeing each right. other in person. Right. And Friday, he texted me and said, okay, well, and I when were you him, supposed to see him in person? That's what I'm saying. Today. Today. I brought, up, texted, I brought up Saturday, but we clearly see on Facebook he was with other women Saturday night. The cock-sucking son of a fucking bitch liar. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I'm going to fucking swear to God. I <laughs> No. I, I honestly, like, when I saw it pop up in my feed, I was like, oh, you live a fucking private life? Well, bitch, you gonna cross the road, so we... fucking like. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am so fucking lit up. He even, I swear to God, I'm so, so... lit up, angry because he can do whatever he wants. That's the problem. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. The problem is, I stupidly let my guard down and took my boundary away like a moron. So I'm really angry right now with myself. And I'm so upset. Like the, the, the thought things that we talked about and that's where I'm just like, you fucking did it again. And now this asshole is like with the single, the Jewish single women, the Jew, the, the, uh, I'm supposed to be on Jewish singles radio in Philadelphia in two weeks. Can we please meet a man that wants a, 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 a interfaith open Italian crazy bitch who loves to have sex on her period and loves life? And, and just to end it all with loving life. And if they're Puerto Rican, I really would like the Latin flair too, or you know, any men. I sound like a wackadoo. They're called so. Juarican, Juarican. <laughs> So I lost it when I saw the picture because I was like, he wanted to take me next week to go honor my dad's death. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. And I was like, right. It's a really what? nice thing. Well, what are you so upset about that you let him know about you? What what vulnerability did you? Oh, really I'm upset about? with myself that I I reached out to him this week after yeah. I put the boundary up. Yeah, I'm upset that I did that, and then he couldn't even say yes to seeing me in person. Yeah, and then I lost my cool again, yeah. and then he offered to take me to lunch and and honor my dad's life and put the dating stuff aside mm. because that's not going to happen now. Right. Right. Offered to do that. And then I woke up yesterday morning with a really bad feeling in my stomach. Like mm -hmm. I was going to find out that he's dating somebody or talking to someone else. I woke mm -hmm. up with this bad feeling. And this morning I saw that picture and I was like, my gut was right. And I feel stupid that I let that person to, I, that I, I even offered to see him in person again. I feel really stupid. Inside. Particularly for taking, going to your father's, to honor your father. Well, I feel stupid for engaging with him, and that was my fault. And then I feel we, like, like, why would he offer that? If if he he was telling me how he does really care about me, and mm -hmm. how another point last week he said he's like, oh, I, I can't stop thinking about you either. And I was like, but I don't know if I believe that because actions speak louder than words. And that picture, but very well could just be two women he's friends with, and mm. and he could be talking to somebody else I don't even see on social media. It just it triggered such a Dip, like feeling of not worth it and not good enough mm -hmm. and i i don't know how like i i feel like i can joke all i want about myself but i i i'm trying to take better steps in my own self-worth and that this just was like how can i ever believe anything you say you're probably lying about everything well but I, you know i think that's look you and all your emotional reactivity that suits you, I get it. Totally worth it, right? It gets it all out, makes it real awesome. At the same time, like, I think this indicates a little bit more about him than it does anything about you, right? You've showed up. You've been ready for this. You've articulated yourself in clear ways, right? In terms of what gets you to sex, right? What really means, what's really important to you, right? The priority of setting a time with you right, as you want to know, um, and him not being able to do it is upsetting as well. And he's been indecisive this whole time. He hasn't been able to give you a straight answer about how he really feels about dating someone who's not Jewish, right? He's been very clear about his physical intentions, right? So we do know where his head's at with something like that. Um, he's tried to make a nice gesture. So I guess he's mildly invested in some way to the larger goal. I'm still not sure what, right? Is it about dating you or is it just about fucking you? Right. Because it is a nice thing to say, let's focus on the memory of your father. But it is somewhat manipulative, I would guess, if it is just to get in your pants. He said that it was no, there was no ulterior motive. And I was like, OK, well, anyone could say that there's no ulterior right. motive. You can only really determine that once the whole thing is over. It's like I am so angry with myself. Yeah. And I I hate that I even like answered him two weeks ago because I cared and then just my dad in it it's like why would you even suggest that like right if you're still right. in your interreligion you know thing and like that's what like in a way it's part of me is like is this what your religion's preaching to you but it's very upsetting when you think someone cares about you when they really don't and that's what i've kept saying to him because he doesn't like when i compare him to the men of my past and like i was like but you're doing the same things figuratively right right so um i i don't know how to just kind of turn off my emotions with it 
spiritually how what's your advice on that <laughs> i don't think you should turn off your emotions you should experience the whole roller coaster of them the part of the, the part that's important is not getting overwhelmed by them but to the point by which you can't do anything else that you need to do focus on your comedy or get back out there and date or trust other people and potentially find love again i think i think he's communicated a lot by his inaction and indecisiveness Right. And you've got to take whatever type of steps you need to take to present, protect against that now, because you're clearly upset about it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and so how are you going to do that is really important. Um, and, and again, I think that's also about like not letting this whole thing get you down. Yeah. Right. Just in general. So, and I, I'm not saying that like you shouldn't let it get you down. You should, if it gets you down, it gets you down. I'm saying that, that, that just like this is one event. Right by one person who didn't exactly know what he wanted, right? Is that worth investing more time and energy in? No. Than you already have. Right, no. And um, I think that doing my, my show and like my work helps me get out of that. And when I was starting to think double, like second guess what I say on my podcast right. or my stand up, that's when I was like, why would this person be in your life then? Right. And I wasn't listening to that. Um, yeah. Okay, you are always so great. You need, I, or have you started writing a book with some of your... I need a, no, I can't write. I need to just dictate. I need like a well, college student to follow me around. Well, I would love to do more episodes with you because I think these are great. And um, Let's do that, Trina. I, I appreciate you so much, Noam. Thank you so much. Guys, stay tuned for more with The Divorce Rabbi. I'm The Divorce, meet our middle, meet our second child, Noam. The Divorced Rabbi. <laughs> I love him. Stay tuned for more, guys. Hang on.